Hi, everyone. Just before we get going, I want to remind you that everything we talk about and discuss should not be considered as investment advice. The purpose of what we talk about on Catherine Murray Media and Markets on YouTube, as well as Catherine Murray in conversation with on my podcast, should be viewed as informational and entertainment purposes only. Please definitely do your own research, your own homework, and definitely consult an investment professional before making any investment decisions. And also to note, some of us might hold positions in some of the stocks uh, that we discuss. Uh, Joe, great to be able to catch up with you once again. I think that so many people more and more have learned to respect the technicals of the market and that you really can't get away from it. Um, with some of the new record highs and, of course, a, a really pretty banner earnings season, but somewhat muted stock reaction. Perhaps a lot of the good news is being priced in. Why don't we just start kind of with the big picture and the various indices and kind of see what you're seeing uh, from a technical perspective. So why don't we take a look at the Dow as an example? Um, so, you know, uh, one thing just to mention, I... I um... I have these four charts up to help me with the analysis. It's not, you know, it's probably a little bit more confusing for the viewers a little bit to see all these charts. But for me, I can take a snapshot of all everything that's kind of going on and it's help, it helps me give a read. So that's my reasoning for doing this. Um, and I'll try and make, make it as clear as possible. Again, on the right, upper right is the weekly chart. And that's kind of the focal point. And then the higher time frame over here is the monthly and the lower time frame and the smaller time frame is the daily in the bottom right. Those are the three key, I think, charts to watch with the upper right being the most important. So if we look at this Dow Jones, I mean, you know, it, it broke out at the 30,000 mark and it's just been trending higher. And, um, you know, the overall pattern, I think, looks pretty good. If you look at this, so this is the 18 week here. Uh, and this is a 40 week. And if you notice, I don't have the lines right above them, but if you notice, they're about parallel mm -hmm. and they're rising and they're about parallel. And that's usually the sign of a pretty strong market. Now, in the short term, you can see it's gotten a little bit away from uh, that the 18 week moving average, this purple line. So I think there's risk of a pullback again. If you notice each time it pulls back, it seems to be holding, especially recently. And I mean, I think we can look at the uh, the, the S and P now because it's very, uh -huh. very similar pattern. Um, same thing, eighteen and forty rising at a pretty steady rate and about the same rate. And but the problem in the short term, Catherine, is we've gotten a little bit away from this eighteen week, and it tends to act as a leash when it gets a little bit too far away. It kind of pulls back. But if you notice, look at every single time it's pulled back to it, it's been providing support. So to me, that's the key to the trend. If we can hold that line, we're still on a solid uptrend. If we break that line, then I think we have to be on the lookout for something a little bit more meaningful in terms of a correction. Okay. So it still looks up and to the right for the um, uh, the Dow and the S&P, but, but maybe a bit of a pullback, but make sure it holds that 18 week. Right. And right now, so that's like 39, 35. It probably would meet up with it somewhere around 4,000. 4,000 is kind of a key level I'm watching right now. So yeah. 
you know, we'll just have to see how it plays out. I mean, what you said at the beginning, I think is actually a lot more important than you might think, but we've gotten good news. And I don't know, I mean, obviously Facebook's reacting pretty well, but a lot of stocks like Microsoft had decent news and it's at, it was actually down and it's down again pretty good today. So mm-hmm. we got to keep an eye out for that good news formation where good news comes out and the stocks don't react very well. That can be telling for like, you know, some kind of a peak being made. So I think it's just something to keep an eye on. Yeah, no, definitely. It's it's really on my mind for sure. Um, you know, the muted stock reaction. Um, we'll, you know, we'll talk about what that means on a fundamental perspective, which isn't our conversation today. Uh, but let's take a look at the Nasdaq as well and how that's been performing as of late. So while the, the, the Dow and the S&P have made dramatic new highs versus their peak back in February, the Nasdaq has only come up and actually tested that high. And, you know, it's showing somewhat of a slower momentum condition. It looks to me, uh, you know, I would kind of be inclined to think that maybe we're going to form some kind of a little uh, range in here in the near term, you know, maybe just consolidate, pull back a little bit um, and, and, uh, you know, maybe just work off the excesses that we saw, um, you know, earlier or really since the uh, middle of last year. I mean, it's been a big run. And at some point we have to take a breather. Uh, so I guess if we re-break the 18 week here, then I think you have to look for a test of the 12.5 area, uh, maybe 1300, something like that. Okay. Um, TSX, how's that looking these days? Uh, I think this looks fine. I mean, it looks to me like it's probably wants to go check out 20,000. 20, I, I, what we've, what I've been talking about in our previous conversations is the 18,000 mark, I think is the key for this index. If we stay above that, then it's kind of like the bias is up mm-hmm. and uh, we're not extended enough to the point of extended away from, you know, major support to be considered overbought yet. So I don't know, I'm kind of leaning towards this wanting to continue to kind of grind higher up towards 20 grand. It's not really a powerful trend, but it's a solid one. It's a positive trend. um, And it's, you know, right now it's the biases to the upside. And I was wondering as well, you know, Canada has certainly lagged the the U.S. markets um, over the past number of years for a variety of reasons. Obviously, it has a lot to do with our um, our sector weightings versus the U.S. Uh, being more cyclical value oriented and commodity oriented. Um, so we've been maybe playing a little bit of a catch up trade. So I'm just wondering with with the chart on the TSX versus, you know, hugging more of that 18 week versus the U.S. markets. Um, it, is there a greater relative strength versus the U.S. markets right now? So the white line down here is the relative strength (laughs) of this index versus the S&P, right? Yeah. And and the Dow actually, which represents a little bit closer to what you're describing, is kind of in the same, it's actually shown a little bit more strength than this recently, but it's been in the same kind of a downtrend. It's, It's trying. I mean, you can see it tried to poke above the moving average, but it hasn't really had a definitive shift in the trend. We haven't, if you notice, this red line has been declining for Mm -hmm. some time. What what we're looking for for outperformance relative to the S&P would be this red line, this moving average line starting to turn up. That's kind of what we're looking for. I'm looking for that on the Dow too. It hasn't quite kicked in yet. 
Okay, so I, I was just thinking that maybe there'd be a nice catch-up trade, which I guess there has been to a, a little bit of a degree on the TSX, but the, the relative strength isn't confirming that. It's still like go to the S&P 500 is what I'm hearing. Yeah, you might just be a little early. Uh, and, okay. and you know what? It might actually come in the form of a market pullback where this holds up better than the S&P. So, you know, it's something we want to kind of watch for. Um, I'd certainly expect the Dow to outperform if the market pulls back. Okay. Okay. Um, let's take a look at a, a few areas that, um, you know, have certainly been a focus as of late and that a lot of Canadians care about. And of course, we've got U.S. viewers too, but, but oil for one. I mean, people have kind of um, obviously gotten back in this trade over the past number of months, if not a year. So what's, what's WTI looking like? Oh, you're going to, you want to do U.S. 10-year yield first? Oh, I'm sorry. That? I'm sorry. I, okay. I, no, let's look at the uh, oil, uh, you know, um, so uh, let's just look at a weekly chart uh, expanded here. And um, so ADX, this yellow line, is kind of represents the strength of a trend. And when it goes above this horizontal, this 25 line, it's telling you that the momentum is pretty strong. And if you notice, uh, it crossed above that in uh, February and had really good follow through to the upside and then ran into this resistance area up in the mid to high 60s. And mm -hmm. But notice how it's paused, Catherine. It's not like a reversal pattern. It's more of a pause here. Um, and, and that leads me to believe I think there's going to be at least some further upside. And maybe we want to make a push up into the next resistance zone in the uh, low to mid 70s. So. I don't know. Right now, I'd be leaning towards more uh, potential upside right now in uh, in uh, crude. Okay. Um, let's go back to what you wanted to look at. And we all do, of course, is that U.S. 10-year yield, which obviously gave the market um, a little bit of fright going back. I, I can't even keep track now anymore. Two months ago, and then even the past week, pulled up, pulled back, and pulled up again. But market's not afraid of it, it doesn't seem. Yeah. And so let's go back and look at this weekly chart again and look at the momentum condition so that, that again, when you cross the 25 line, it's showing a good enough uh, momentum to trend to the upside. And anything, you know, above that level is just showing more and more strength. This actually got above 50. And so this is why the last time we spoke, I was more inclined to believe that, um, you know, it, you know, I've been kind of looking at this 140, 145 area as being support on a pullback as opposed to like being, being a reversal. And again, my reasoning is the momentum is very strong. And so it looks like that's what's happening here. Now, it might bounce around in this area a little bit more before it's ready to go again. But I think it wants to work its way up. Uh, it hit the target of 175 we discussed in our last call mm -hmm. and, uh, and then reversed. And it's pulled back and held uh, in a way that I think is really constructive. And I think the next move would be probably up towards that two area. Hmm. And that's I think correct. that's why the banks are reacting so well right now. They're, 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 tra they're not pulling back. They're, they're really strong. So the market seems a little bit calmer on the pullback in that U.S. 10-year yield, but but the banks aren't believing that. They're going higher because they're they're believing what you're showing on that chart, which is that the U.S. 10-year yield pushes closer to that 2% versus where we stand right now, 1.67 or so. Yeah, and I think, you know, again, it might not happen in three weeks. You know, it might not go straight up to two, but I think that's what the conditions are suggesting to me is that uh, there is going to be another push to the upside. Um, and uh, it might not be, it may not take that long just based on the way it's reacting right now. Okay. Um, let's take a look at the Canadian dollar as well. Obviously, a week ago, we had a, uh, you know, in relative terms, a hawkish BOC, Bank of Canada, 
um, that got the Canadian dollar going. So get, give us your reaction. It's really only, well, it's been a week since we've had that news. Well, I mean, I think the conditions are pretty strong. I mean, if we look at the weekly chart, I mean, look at this. So there's your 18 and there's your 40. Uh, and it's running it. It's not getting extended, which I actually think is bullish. It's just a very steady uptrend um, with parallel moving average lines underneath and good momentum criteria in place. I mean, we're probably coming up into some resistance up here before too long, but you know, uh, what I brought up the last time and the reason why I think this is somewhat intriguing is look at this big picture. This is a big monthly chart um, of the Canadian dollar versus the US dollar. I mean, this is a pretty big reversal taking place. Yes, there is some resistance coming up in here that's probably going to provide a little turbulence, uh, probably create a little bit of a pullback or a pause. But I don't know. Based on what I'm seeing, this looks pretty good. Okay, so maybe a little bit of a pause at around what that 82 level? Yeah, 82. Okay, but then if we push through that, where do we go? Or is it uh, too, early, too early to say? Yeah, it, it, I think if we're going to make a significant push above that level, we probably are going to have to go through some type of a consolidation first. And that would set the stage for, uh, you know, a much bigger move, which would be probably substantial uh, if we get to that point. Okay. Um, let's take a look at another area, whether it's, you know, you believe it in, as a new digital currency or, uh, or a store of wealth, Bitcoin. So uh, what... <laughs> So we talked about this last time and I mentioned how, you know, coming out of this base down in here was really the optimum point to where to want to play it. And the momentum is really strong. It's, it's a powerful trend, but it was just so, I feel like it's gotten, you know, it just got a little too far ahead of itself in such a short period of time, made such a big move that I think it's working off those excesses right now. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I'd be inclined to believe this is going to go on for a little bit longer, uh, spend a little bit more time in this uh, in this area consolidating. Now, um, it, it didn't hold the 50 level. 40 is pro uh, 45 is probably like the next level to watch. And then if it if it if it wants to stay sloppy in here, it is possible we're going to see 40. But you got to understand something. I mean, this is starting at a from a move from 10. And so, I mean, it, while it sounds like just a massive down move, this is one of the most volatile instruments I've ever seen traded. Mm -hmm. And so you got to, if you're going to play this game, you're going to have to expect a lot of volatility uh, associated with it. And mm -hmm. I think this is all a part of a longer and bigger uptrend, but you got to pay the price sometimes when you get excessive. And I think that's what's happened. And Joe, what are you seeing as it relates to um, the relative um strength or interest or volumes of shares traded in bitcoin uh so, in terms of uh you mean is it increasing volume um in terms of is there more legitimacy behind it oh i think so I think so. If that's what you're asking, that that yeah. would be. I, I I definitely think there is, and I think there's so many people poo pooing this thing, you know, on the way up. And um, I gotta believe it's not like an overinvested instrument, you know. Um, 
So I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of inclined to believe that, uh, again, this is a part of a bigger picture. But yeah, based on the overall, just you can tell just based on who's bringing it up and who's talking about it. Uh, I think there is a, it's it's become a lot more of a legitimate uh, instrument. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know where that takes us. I really don't. But and I and again, just realize if you're going to play this game, it, it, it play with this uh uh, type of an instrument, you got to be ready for wide and loose price action. This is an incredibly volatile uh, instrument. Yeah. And I think too, you have to really, I mean, you can trade it if you want to trade it, but at the same time too, if you have a long-term view, like I do, you know, I have to be prepared to step in if it in fact goes lower, if I want to accumulate more. I think so. And I, I think, you know, you got to sort of look at where the key spots are. Again, if this were to dip down towards 40, yeah, then I, I'd be I'd be inclined to think, you know, I, I don't know. I have a hard time believing this is going to go all the way back down. I just don't see I, based on the momentum conditions and everything. It just looks to me like uh, not not likely to be a big fake out move that's going to give it all up. OK, um, let's take a look at some of the. Um stocks that a lot of people care about. Um, and uh, let's look at Apple. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's just one of those situations where um, the stock makes a big move into like August of last year. And really, I would just view this like a sideways uh, consolidation pattern. Even though it went to a new high, in reality, it's just been kind of marking time going sideways. And I I don't know, I'd be inclined to think that maybe we're going to get more of that for now. Um, The momentum, it's not great. It's not bad. It's just, uh, I think, you know, because it made such a big move. And if you look at it from December 18, you made a big move and then had one quick drop and then another huge big move. I just don't know if we spent enough time maybe working off some of those, uh, digesting some of those gains. Uh, And just based on the, the pattern itself, it doesn't look ready to go quite yet. I don't think. Okay. Okay. But it also doesn't look like a major top yet, I don't think. I mean, I don't think there's any kind of a big reversal developing at this point. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, great quarter once again, and but somewhat of a muted reaction, Joe. Yeah, I know. And those are the types of things I think you want to be on the lookout for. I've been watching that. I call, I call it the good news formation. If, if it has good news and the stock's not really reacting that well, I think you have to put that, you know, I, I, I think it's important to uh, – to recognize because uh, it's entirely possible it's setting the stage for some type of a, a deeper pullback. Okay, let's um, let's take a look at Google as well. Yeah, I mean Google is is in a much stronger trend. Uh, not really in pullback phase right now. It's in trending mode to the upside. Now the problem with this is that it's run into the next target up here. Twenty four had a target of around twenty four hundred. It's gotten pretty overdone. It's made a pretty big move in a short period of time. So I, again, it might start a process, maybe not as extensive as Apple's going through, but some type of a corrective process, a consolidation process where it digests some of these gains. Uh, but I don't see anything overly disturbing here at this point. I mean, everything, there's no real signs of distribution. Um, there's no real signs of momentum loss. Okay. It seems as though that the street, you know, the big money managers are, are, have been over the past year getting more involved after so many years of really kind of putting it to the sides. Like, are you kind of seeing that? I, I'm looking a little bit 
at your bottom right screen that that maybe there is some some relative strength coming up. Uh, yeah. So here's the uh, here's the relative strength line. This white line. Now it's it's getting a little bit. So it was kind of more neutral. Uh, I would say up until about the beginning of this year. And now it's really, it looks like it's starting to accelerate a little bit. Um, pretty impressive really. Um, and you know, it's, it's definitely in uptrend mode as opposed to a lot of the stocks uh, in big cap tech have been more horizontal. Yeah. I, th I think it's definitely playing catch up. And I want to say, I apologize to anybody who can hear some of the construction going on so, <laughs> in this work from home world, but I'll mute myself when I'm not speaking. Um, uh, let's also take a look at Facebook. Another, you know, I just want to go through some of these big tech companies that probably a lot of people own and go, my goodness, I've made some money. Do I keep owning it? Can it go higher? Um, there's issues uh, maybe on a fundamental front for some of these stocks, but what, what do we, so that's why I want to go over some of these big tech companies that probably people have some exposure to even if they don't own them individual, they might own them obviously in a mutual fund. So what do we think of Facebook here? Yeah, I like it. I mean, I, I, I this has been one that's kind of been my favorite of the big cap names uh, just because it went through this consolidation pattern and then started to emerge as it came up through 280, 290. And the momentum conditions are good. It's not excessive to the upside. Um, I think, you know, I think it has more potential, uh, probably going to work up. The next target I have is around 340. And then we'll just have to see what it looks like there. But but based on the overall conditions here, I, I'm I'm pretty impressed with it, really. OK, let's uh, let's take a look at one of the big banks that's been a laggard in the States. And that's Wells Fargo. Obviously, it's had a little bit of a catch up as of late, though. Yeah. Um, so let's just look at this relative strength line because it's it's actually, you know, uh, once we got into late last year, it's really been trending higher on a relative basis. And this has made a significant move. Uh, it, it's it has been a laggard, but more so because of how big of a drop it had relative to everything else. It's not because it didn't have it hasn't had as big a move. I mean, the move to the upside has been every bit as impressive as all the other stocks. It just started from a lower level. And uh, I think the relative strength looks pretty good. Now, we are getting up into a more difficult area. If we look at this monthly chart, I mean, so this is where it broke down from around 45. And now we're getting up into this area where people got left holding the bag a little bit. And, uh, you know, I would say somewhere 45 to 50. It might be up to 55 where it's going to start to get a little bit more difficult for this. Um, but again, I don't see anything alarming right now, just based on the vertical nature of the move to the upside. That's really good momentum. Um, and I, I like the group action. The industry group looks really good. The most of the banks look pretty solid. And uh, certainly the regionals look, uh, look, look very good. Hmm. Okay, so we might see it go up to the $45, $50 level. Well, we're at 45 now. Sorry, I, I, I can now, see yeah. 50 to 55 potentially still. Yes. I, I really okay. do. So I wouldn't necessarily panic based on the fact that the momentum is so strong. I'd, pr I'd probably want to see this through and see if it wants to keep pushing higher. Okay. Um, let's take a look at another one that I've talked a lot about. That's why I wanted to bring it up because it's certainly seen a bit of pain. Uh, and that is real matters. And then good earnings yesterday. The stock was up nicely. Obviously, people are profit taking today, or they didn't like the conference call. Yeah. So, um, trying to see what's the best way to show you this. So, let's look at the weekly. I think this is the best. Uh, so, you had this kind of big turnaround, and then it broke out 
you know, in the mid teens and made a really nice accelerated run. And so if we, if we think about it, so this was kind of the starting point for me of where it got going and mm -hmm. you made this big run and now look at what happened. We just gave back that entire hundred percent of that move. And not only that, the volume, because I've, I've kind of highlighting the volume down here was pretty heavy. So it, it's almost like everybody in, everybody out. And so I think that sets the stage for some kind of a range to form. We got resistance probably in the low 20s. I do think there's pretty decent support down in here in the mid-teens. So I don't know. I, I'd, I'd be inclined to think that this is going to struggle and it probably needs to, it needs to spend some time stabilizing before uh, it's going to become something that's really all that intriguing again. Hmm. And um, I, I just uh, learned that TD did TD and Cormark uh, revised their 12 month price target um, to 22 from from 30. So that's obviously putting some pressure on the stock today. Okay. Um, okay. Let's take a look at some of the other you know names that I think our viewers like. So that of course would be some of the big Canadian banks. Let's take a look at TD. Yeah. So this sort of represents what. Um, I've been describing here and, uh, you know, look at this breakout on the weekly chart and look at how minor this pause was. So we make this move and the breakout was around 60. It ran up to almost uh, 70. And then instead of pulling back, you know, this 18 week tends to pull a stock back. It didn't even do that. It just went sideways and then just continued higher. So it's a sign of strength. There, there's, there's really a lot of uh, in, interest in this um, type of stock. And look at the, look at the volume bars telling you um, mm -hmm. there, there's definitely interest in this. Now, it's getting a little tough. I mean, it's getting a little ahead of itself. And, I, and one thing I wanted to mention, just based on the market overall, I do my reports each week and I, I do a full review over the weekend. And it's getting more and more difficult to find what I would call timely buys and timely meaning where the risk reward is really situated in your favor. So it doesn't mean that they're not trending to the upside. And in fact, a lot of them are trending too much to the upside and made a little bit too much of a run. It's just, I don't like to chase stocks. If they, if they make a big run, I'd rather not buy them when they're overbought. And uh, mm -hmm. I think that's what, where a lot of stocks are situated right now. Um, and so, you know, kind of looking for the next kind of decent pullback, I think, to represent a, a, a better buying opportunity. Okay. But, but the trend looks strong and, and volume is supportive of it. Trend is good. Volume's good. Momentum's good. I mean, check, check, check. It's everything okay. is, uh, is good here. <laughs> All right. I like that. Um, and also, I will yeah. mention that the target I have on this is up around 73. So I wouldn't be surprised if we head up to 73 before this takes a breather, just so you know. Okay. Okay, good to know. Um, 73 on, on TD. Let's take a look at some of the viewer um, questions. And I just got one on my Twitter. So let, I'm going to start with this one, actually. Ali, oh, if you can. Yeah, I can. It's Ali Mentation Kushtard. It's ATD.B. ATD.B. It's, it's trying. Mm -hmm. um, it's trying. It's it's uh, <laughs> it doesn't have a lot of strength here. Uh, you know, it does look like it's formed a bottom. Uh, it's probably got a little bit more upside, maybe up towards the mid 40s. But you can see, um, you know, again, if we look at this area up here, 
Mm-hmm. Where it topped out. I mean, it is, there's just some problems up here. As we work higher, I think there's a lot of people uh, that are going to, I think there's going to be some selling pressure as it pushes up. So I'm not necessarily excited about this from a standpoint of looking at something that has a lot of tremendous upside, but I wouldn't be surprised if it wants to keep carrying in the short term. Wants to keep carrying what you wants to keep carrying to the upside, you know, just keep drifting higher as a part of a, you know, uh, a recovery r- rally. It's just a lot of times recovery rallies are, are not that strong. I mean, we've seen some that have been incredibly powerful. This looks more like a laggard to me. It, yeah, it's drifting up, but not, it doesn't have a lot of uh, strength behind the move. I mean, so let me just show you, I, I'm telling you in words, but look at this picture. This is the ADX on the daily chart. Is this has tried to work higher? It's down at it's six, and I'm telling you, when you get to 25, then you actually have a potential to trend, and it's way down at six. So, the, so it could break out here and maybe make a push to the upside, but I'm not seeing any indications that the buyers are just uh, ready to just take over. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Joe, let's go to some of the other viewer questions. UNS, UNS. Um, so this is a follow-up from uh, last time, and I, I wanted to, um, so the chart looked really good, nice turnaround, it broke out around 10 and had some, you know, it actually came back to support and then took off. Now we're getting up into, I think, a little bit more of an interesting area, and I almost want to key on this one big bar right here, this big down bar to the, down, to the downside, the midpoint of that bar is uh, you know typically pretty important. When you get a big bar to the downside, I kind of like to draw a horizontal line. And, and we're going to get up into that range, up around 16, 17, something like that. I could see this working um, up a little bit more, but then I, th- I think we need to be on the lookout for some resistance to come in because this has made a pretty big move in a short period of time. Um, I like the bigger picture pattern cupping around, but I, I don't know. I think... Uh, you know, the, the higher this gets, especially as it gets starts to approach the mid-teens, I think the more difficult it's going to be. Okay. Um, next one up is AAV. So this is best, if we look at this one, look at this monthly chart. And so down move sideways, and then we kind of moved up. And then look at this long down move since 2016. And look at how it formed a nice base and is turning around. Um, I think this is a pretty significant turnaround. And there's, and again, then if we look at the weekly chart, I mean, this is a big breakout. Look at the momentum. This has pretty good potential. I think up towards the uh, four and a half, something like that. I, I could see this continuing to trend to the upside. It's probably short term. It's probably getting a little ahead of itself, but um, I think, again, I think it wants to continue working higher. Okay. And then we've got ARX. For viewer, these are all viewer questions, which are awesome. Yeah, so ARX. ARX is another. Uh, look at this long downtrend, and then look at this sideways base that formed. Now the momentum has not kicked in yet. We haven't gotten this going yet. So um, you know, I'd like to see a little bit more strength to the upside, probably through eight, eight and a half, maybe even nine. And I think we'll start to see improving momentum characteristics. Um, but I, I got to tell you, I mean, overall, it just looks like this is heading higher over time. Like there's a, there's a big turnaround developing. Okay. Um, Let's not forget this VYGR. Yeah. I know was another request. Yeah. Let me, yes. let me just cover that Yeah. Uh, before I forget. That's in the digital currency world. Oh, Voyager it is. Okay. So yeah. 
big up move. And I mean, we can see how big of a drop this was pretty violent. And um, it's going to take a little bit of time, I think, to recover from this. And, you know, I'm just a big believer that when you get a move like that, that goes up and then your sharp down move, make it recover and stabilize. You don't have to be a hero and buy right at the beginning of this, you know, right here, right as it's coming in. I think this will spend some time consolidating, um, digesting, kind of proving itself a little bit before it's ready to, uh, to really climb again. That'd be my two cents on that. Okay. Um, let's take a look at um, LABU. Uh, so another one of these uh, really powerful moves to the upside that got a pretty climatic peak reversal and has come all the way back down to the breakout area. So, you know, it broke out uh, back in uh, October, November of 20 and made a really powerful move more than doubled and now is giving it back 100%. So when I see that, I'm, I'm again, I'm more inclined to think um, that we've got support area down here and we've got a resistance zone up here. And I would think we're going to form some kind of a trading range right now. Okay. Just looking at that. Okay. Let's, um, let's take a look at some of your past picks, Joe, and, and anybody can go and kind of take a look at our past interviews to kind of see all of them. And some of them have worked out really well. We want to show one that's kind of just not done much and one that has done well. Yeah. So um, Weight Watchers is one that hasn't really worked. Um, we, we talked about this, um, you know, back, it was around 30 bucks or something like that. And um, it hasn't kicked in yet. And I, I guess what I want to point out here is we had this big decline and um you know it tried to rally up and then came back down back in 2020 and it, it's gone sideways for a couple of years but it hasn't truly emerged out of here with momentum and volume and everything yet and sometimes it takes a little while to get these going um when a stock is trying to recover from a big turnaround it takes a little bit more time to get started and so um, I've got kind of a key level around 27. I think if this can stay above 27, it's still okay. If it breaks 27, then I think you're in for a much longer recovery phase. It probably takes more time. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that would probably uh, reduce my interest in this a little bit if it can't hold 27. Um, really looking for another kind of wave to the upside with improving volume, I think, to kick it in. Okay, let's um let's take a look at STX. That's a, that was another past pick. So this one's a so this is a I'm going to look at the monthly chart because you know we talk about the fact that it had done nothing since 2014. In, in my view, it had done nothing because you know here is the peak at 70, and it just kind of chopped sideways. I mean, these are pretty big swings. But in terms of a trending move, it hadn't really done anything, had low ADX. And now all of a sudden it's starting to really kick into gear and um, just kind of pointed out on a weekly chart that it was breaking out and then starting to emerge again. And this is just a big area that it's that it's kind of uh, emerging out of. And uh, the momentum conditions are very good. Now it's gotten, uh, I think, too far. It's probably heading to 100. And then I would expect some type of a correction or a consolidation or something like that after that big of a run. Okay. Um, Joe, let's get to some of your ideas. I'm actually 
I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm a little bit surprised that you've got a, a few of them. Just given the way the markets run, that, that means you really have to do your homework and really do some digging and analysis to come up with ideas in this market, I think. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not ideal. I mean, I put out a report on Wednesdays that I go through pretty much every stock in the database and then to, and put out the buy sector. And this week it was much tougher to find timely stocks. I mean, it, it's, it, it is more difficult right now. It's telling me, you know, odds are we're going to get some kind of a pullback before too long, even in those individual air in individual stocks and areas. But I wanted to mention, you know, RF is a regional bank. And I've talked about this, kind of alluded to it a couple of times. But if you notice, so this broke out at 20, it made a little bit of a run. And now it's pulling back and holding 20 with really strong momentum characteristics. And as a group, if you look at the regional banks across the board, they all have a similar look to them, which I think is pretty constructive. I think that's a very good sign for those. No real sign of sellers in these. Okay. Um, and one and energy is is Hess. A lot of the energy names have moved, but um, how's Hess looking? Yeah. So um, look at how long this has been working sideways. Now, if we look at this compared to a lot of energy stocks, most energy stocks in 2020 got torched to the downside. I mean, they were way down at all-time lows or multi-multi-year lows. This did not break down like that. It held its major support. And now it looks like it's trying to actually break out of this base and it has good momentum behind it and everything. So I like what's going on in energy. I think the recovery phase looks pretty good, but this is a leader. You know, you kind of want to look at the stock that never really broke down. When a group has gone through a bear market and is turning around, go for the one that hasn't broken down. And I think this meets that criteria. Okay. Um, interesting to take a look at Mondelez. That showed up for you. And I say that in the sense that, you know, sometimes we forget to invest internationally, like outside of the North American borders. Um, you know, I, I do like looking at some of those, um, you know, the Diageos of the world. So Mondelez is kind of within that realm. What's going on with Mondelez? Yeah, I mean, I sometimes I look at stocks like this, which are really kind of more defensive. And I'm like, yeah, is this really all that exciting? But some of these make pretty substantial moves. And, uh, you know, they pay a dividend and all that. So there's some major benefits to that. But it, you can see where beginning of 2020, it peaked out at 60, peaked out again at 60 in uh, August of 2020. And then right at the beginning of this, of this year, peaked out and then even did it again in March. And now we're finally getting through this uh, on its earnings report. Um, and so I just, I don't know. I mean, it, to me, it's kind of just uh, breaking a sideways line that, uh, and I, I think it's constructive that it's made so you have this major low and then you made an, uh, a higher bottom here and then another higher bottom here, another higher bottom here. So it's clearly kind of making ascending bottoms while this is making horizontal. It's kind of horizontal on the top side. So it's an ascending triangle, which it tends to be a pretty powerful pattern. I, I just hmm. I like to look for those and this kind of meets that uh, criteria. So. So. Hmm. OK. Well, no, I was just, uh, where, where do we think this could go? I mean, when we look at the chart historically. Yeah, it's probably not going to break any records. I mean, it, it's mid mid to high 60s, something like that is probably what I would consider as an initial target. Um, okay. But, you know, 
Showing a defensive stock, you know, again, if it's if defensive stocks are starting to show up and look a little bit more timely, then it's possible maybe maybe you know in the interim we get a little bit more of a correction in the overall market. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, you can maybe take a look at a Mondelez in terms of if the market sentiment is turning a little bit more defensive, and then maybe Hess just knowing that it could continue to benefit from the the WTI movement that we're seeing. Yeah, yeah, and 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 RF benefiting from rates. Um, so, you know that you know. Those correlations sometimes are, can be difficult to assess. I, I stick with looking for all the stuff. I just look for stocks that meet all the criteria I'm looking for. And I try to just, you know, believe it in what I'm seeing as opposed to just, uh, you know, trying to think about it in terms of what makes sense to me. Because sometimes what makes sense to me isn't what is actually going to happen. Right. <laughs> so many market factors in there. Um, what JBT is another one, right? That you're looking at? Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, oh, small cap, smaller. Yeah. It's, it's smaller. It's about a $5 billion market cap, a little, little under. Um, but again, big breakout. Um, it's in the industrial area. Uh, it had a nice move and pulled back and held the breakout area. So I like to see that. And again, overall, the momentum conditions are good. Volume is okay. I'd like to see a little bit better volume, but you know, this is a chart that looks really attractive. If, if a lot of stocks look like this right now, then I would say we'd have a ton of upside. There just aren't that many that look like this right now. Hmm. Okay. Um, and then another smaller cap, small to mid cap, um, is uh, Titan machinery. So look at the uninterrupted move that uh, this made. I mean, just straight up. And now and now you're kind of coming back to, this was a previous top. So you'd consider that resistance. Once you overcome that, then you'd assume it'll be support on a pullback. And that's what's happening here. Um, I'd probably like to see this maybe, you know, work up a little bit more and kind of confirm that it's really getting going again. But the momentum conditions are good. Uh, you know, the overall pattern looks fine. And I just, I don't know, when you see a big uninterrupted move like that, that pauses as opposed to reverses, it pauses. There's usually more upside coming in that situation. Okay. So, Joe, those are all your current ideas. So RS, Hess, Mondelez, and then two on the smaller side. Um, let me just, you know, it's it's great to ha have Twitter. Um, I just got another question if we can. Can we bring up Viacom? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, this got caught up in that mess of uh, liquidation. I mean, you know, I was talking with clients saying, look, this is really extended. It ought to pull back. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't expecting a, a, a collapse. And obviously, again, it got um, run over. But here's the thing that I think I wanted to point out. So you have this big drop. And in today's world, when you get news like this, a lot of times you have these massive drops and then you don't follow through to the downside off that drop. But this one went down another week another week, another week, and then finally made a bottom four weeks later. So there was a lot of excess selling beyond the initial news announcement. And I view that as a negative. I, I think that um, 
there's an overwhelming amount of resistance in place. Now, it's probably going to try and bounce up a little bit. I, I was actually thinking 45. It did get to 45. Maybe it wants to get maybe to maybe a little bit higher. But I think a range is going to form in here at some point where, you know, maybe it's just so overdone. There's not a lot of downside. But I mean, in terms of upside potential, I don't I don't I don't know that I see it. I think it's going to take a while to stabilize. <laughs> Okay. Um, and one other one, Brookfield Renewable Partners, BEP.UN. BEP? Yes. Yeah. BEP. So, um, let me just take a look at this. So we've gotten sort of stretched away from on a monthly chart, you know, big move. And then look at this huge move. And it got really far away from the 18 month. The 18 month was down in the 30s. And this got up to 50. So I think what's taking place here, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It just, it got, it went too far too fast. And I think it needs to pull back and spend some time digesting the move that has taken place. Um, so probably a little bit more downside risk in this in the near term as it corrects. Um, longer term, like really long term, I think it's okay. But probably over the next few months, it might be vulnerable to a little bit more uh, downside. Okay. And while we're at it, I just want to ask, because a lot of our viewers definitely own uh, a number of the Brookfield properties. So what about BAM, Brookfield Asset Management? Um, I think this is okay. It, it, uh, it struggled a little bit to get through the highs. It pushed up and then you're, you're kind of, you see how violent this move was to the downside. We had a lot of stocks do that, but this one, it seemed to have a little bit more of an effect where it just couldn't get through it initially. And then it tried again and had a little trouble. Now it's finally getting there, but you've expended a lot of energy to get to a new high. So it almost looks a little tired. And again, you see how I talk about this 25 line with the yellow, the, the ADX line, and this is still down at like 18. So even though it's breaking out, it's not really showing a lot of new momentum. Um, I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'd be inclined to think that maybe it wants to just consolidate a little bit more now that it's it's finally reached a peak, a new high. Okay, so consolidated around what level do you think? For no, mid to low 40s. Okay. It's not okay. like, I don't think there's a significant amount of downside. I think it has more to do with, uh, you know, the, the right now it just doesn't look like it's going to break out and go. Okay, all right. Um, well, Joe, I think we've gone through all the, the stocks that we wanted to today. Um, we can maybe get rid of the charts now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the crazy thing is that, you know, uh, a lot of the time on live TV, you don't know what's going to happen. There could be a fire alarm. I've had like, you know, bring your kid to work uh, with, you know, 50 kids behind me. So this is almost just like live television and real television because I've got construction that came up that I didn't know about. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I hope that's been okay for everybody because the content's been great. So Joe, thanks so much. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing I did want to yeah, mention me. uh, as I've done on prior and I'm extending out this. Uh, so on my uh, website, rablestockresearch.com forward slash services, if you go to the services page, uh, if you sign up for the individual package and you use a coupon code called Catherine, Thank you. you. Get uh, the first two months for fifty dollars, so uh, it's kind of a reduced rate for a couple months to get a look at yeah. the product. So I just thought I'd, I want to make sure that your viewers know that I am continuing to extend out that offer. Uh, I'll probably leave it indefinitely, but uh, okay. we'll have to see. 
Well, that, that's great. And, you know, viewers should know that how we got to know each other was through Wall Street. And, and I was the institutional salesperson. You're obviously the technical analyst. And I would take you to some of the, the biggest institutions who used you to either take a look at their portfolio, make sure that there were no declining trends that were really going to break to the downside. Um, you would help them in terms of if they wanted to add to positions at what point. Um, so, you know, your client base are the institutions in the United States. And, you know, to be able to get some of your research um, for our individual viewers, uh, you know, I think is, is um, really valuable. Maybe just mention, Joe, like within that, what are they, what are they getting? Twice a week. Well, first of all, at the beginning of the every week, I get, I do my weekly review, my weekend review, and I come up with you know kind of what my market thoughts are, and then I provide uh, some individual stock ideas on the long side, and I mention some stocks that could be vulnerable to the downside, um, and then uh, I do some sector uh, rotation type uh, report uh, in the same report. It it's kind of it's like a twelve page report. It goes through kind of everything. Uh, and then on Wednesday, I put out a uh, what I call a bottom up sector report, which is individual stock ideas sorted by sector and sorted by market cap, because I do every all that's an all cap review all the way down to 300 million. So anything that looks attractive uh, by sector, I'll be I put out on Wednesdays. Our and then brain. there's other there's yeah. other. Uh, uh, reports that come out throughout the month, but those are kind of the ones that are each week. All right, Joe, we'll wrap it up. I hope everybody can hear okay. <laughs> Thank All right, you. Catherine, thanks for As having always. me. Always great okay. to see you. Thanks, you too. Talk to you later. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye.